0: challenge to push you beyond the limits tonight. I have a lengthy text tonight, if you'll bear with me when I read tonight. Let me turn to the book of John, chapter 7. Book John, chapter 7. Some of my favorite scriptures in the word um, The portion here that I really love But What of the challenges tonight? Anybody up for the challenge?
1: Amen.
0: I hope so I'm going to read this text And I'll probably leave it for a little bit And then I'll come back to it I'm going to try to make it make sense um don't think that i am contradicting myself when i give a title or based on some things that i've said through this i will try to loop it all back together but um john chapter 7 verse 28 there say amen then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, You both know me, and you know whence I am. I'm not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom you know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he said, He hath sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. Many of the people believed on him And said when Christ cometh Will he do more miracles than these Which this man hath done The Pharisees heard that the people murmured Such things concerning him The Pharisees and the chief priests Sent officers to take him Notice that Jesus speaking He's going against everything that the Pharisees taught Pharisees and scribes He went against everything It upset them And they wanted to get rid of him So they sent the chief priests. They sent the officers This is not Roman officers But this is the officers of the The, uh, the temple The Jewish temple It's an officer to take him Then said Jesus unto them Yet a little while And I am with you And then I go to him That sent me you shall seek me, shall find me not Shall not find me And where I am, thither you cannot come Then said the Jews among themselves Whither will he go That we will not We shall not find him will, will he go Into the dispersed among the Gentiles And teach the Gentiles What manner of Saying is this that he Said Notice they're questioning everything He said I Said what what is he doing? He goes on to say You shall seek me and you shall find me Shall not find me and where I am living You cannot come I love this scripture In the last days, that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried saying If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink He that believeth on me As the scripture has said Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water Aren't you glad for the Holy Ghost? Amen he tells us what he's talking about but this spake he of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because of you Jesus was not yet glorified A few more scriptures Many the people therefore when they heard this saying said of the truth this is the prophet others said this is the Christ but some said shall Christ come out of Galilee hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David now the town of Bethlehem where David was Listen, notice verse 43. And there was division among the people because of him. Jesus was messing with them. And some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officer, the chief priests, and Pharisees. And they said to them, one that um, they sent to take Jesus. Why have you not brought him? Notice what Jesus says in my last scripture i read the first part of it. The officers answered and said, Never man spake like this man. Listen to it. Never spake man like this man. Lord, I ask you to touch us here tonight to touch over life and the heart to everyone in this place, God. From the front to the back, from the oldest to the youngest, Lord, I ask you to challenge us, stretch us. And I pray, God, that you would help me Help me to do a good job. Help me to say things, God, that you want me to say, not what I want to say. Help me be led by your spirit, God, and help me, God. Anoint me, anoint my words, God. Anoint, Lord, in your precious name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Anoint our ears to hear and receive what you have for us tonight. Jesus' name, amen. Let me know that we serve a good God. Come on, welcome. Let's clap our hands and thank you. He's a good God. Jesus is a God that can do anything. Amen. I'm thankful for what He can do. Man, He He's brought lie. He brought people out of the uh, depths and the pits of hell and wrong in this place, and God is doing great things. I've heard your testimonies and I and I know what God can do. I'm glad that that God uh He can protect us, the power of the Holy Ghost. It puts protection around us. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. How many glad for the Holy Ghost tonight? I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost that he has filled me with can keep me on the straight and the narrow way. And he's glad for that straight and narrow way. I'm glad that Brother Donnie, he has put lines of discipline in my life. Amen. I I thank God for discipline. I don't got as well as I want in my life, but I want it better. I'm thankful when the Lord disciplines my life, Hallelujah. Because discipline—let me tell you what—discipline is powerful. Actually, we, we think discipline restricts us, but actually, what discipline does? It releases us to be free. Amen. Amen. It releases us to have the freedom that we really need in your life. I never I never thought about it as powerful as it is, I heard Brother Kilman. Uh, uh, He's one of the instructors at IBC. I heard him say one time, Brother Don, he said he said, uh, uh, Brother. Uh, What's his name? The pastor lost his name. Brother Mooney. He said he kind of aggravates me. Because he can walk up to a piano. And he can play anything he wants to play. And I can't do it. He said my lack of discipline. Has uh, has bound me. To where his discipline in his life. Is giving him freedom. To play anything he wants to play on the piano. Amen. Amen. Does that make sense to everybody? We gotta have some lines in our life. Aren't you thankful for the lines? Amen. Isaiah talked about it. In Isaiah 28, 90, and Isaiah 28:90 said, uh who shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned for the milk and drawn for the breast. For precept must be upon precept, and precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, and there a little. Praise God. I'm thankful for lines in my life hallelujah I'm thankful that there's places brother Donnie that the Lord has he's kept me from them things to protect me and he, he's told me I can't go there and I can't do this and, and stay inside this protective this line you know what lines does in our lives lines keeps us from having confusion in our lives amen it keeps us from having confusion we don't we don't need confusion in our life. I, I'll never forget in Sarah Bethlehem we uh, it's Star Bethlehem, the new building now is 20 years old. I know that for a fact because uh, Bethany was born um, she was born on a Tuesday morning on September the 8th of 1998 and the very next Sunday was the very first Sunday in the Star Bethlehem's new building. Amen. And we had gravel parking lot. We might come in, we parked, we could. Not too long after that we got a black top. I'll never forget being excited going that Sunday morning. I know the women was excited because they fussed about their heels being tore up from the gravel and all that kind of stuff. We had blacktop, Brother Cliff, and it was going to be awesome. We were going to pull into that parking lot. And it was going to be smooth and pretty and everything. And I'll never forget pulling in that coming down that hill and going past that house and seeing that parking lot. And all of a sudden I went, oh, my goodness. There was people parked everywhere. There was people parked this way, that way. There, there, was no, there was nothing organized. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was crazy. But during that week, Brother Fuller made sure he got somebody out there and painted some lines on that parking lot. So now if you've been down there, it's got a little loop like this. And you go in this way. They're angled this way. Make sure you go around. Because you know what? It makes a difference to have lines in your life. Yeah we need lines in our life amen. amen praise god anybody like to color any, any colors in here i don't do a lot when i sit down i like to sit on color I, I, I don't do real good even writing my name so it's a challenge for me to try to color but i like to color my mom used to color all the time she done a great job she would she'd get a picture and uh, color book and especially around Christmas time and she'd color with the kids and, and brother John she'd begin to color and, and mom mom actually was a really good artist. She she done a good job drawing and stuff but she would color and I, I remember being in school and and uh you know you go to kindergarten I didn't go to kindergarten they didn't have it when I went I I'm that old you know when I went to first grade I don't know what it was that year they just didn't have kindergarten so I never went to kindergarten I feel I feel abused and misused. I, I missed out on my life. Maybe that's why I can't write good. I don't know. I need a kindergarten to help me write my name. They, they try to teach it to me in first grade. They try to teach me how to color. And Emmy remembers coloring in school and they teach you. What did they teach you? They teach you to uh, stay inside them lines and color there. You know why the lines were there for a reason. They gave shape. They uh, give you something to go by and you would you would go by them, uh you go with the images and you would Color. I, I remember, you know, seeing all kinds of kids bringing pictures, you know, and and uh, you know they'd have orange faces and and uh, they'd have colors on top of things that didn't need to be there and all, all kinds of weird looking things. But I, I remember they get, you know, you had shapes and, and and the lines. though, they helped us to uh, distinguish which color we thought. Maybe the face it was different lines there, and the body and the, and the, uh, the body. Somebody said, "What are you doing, brother? Just hang on. I'm done taking this one now. I'm gonna challenge us beyond." You're thinking tonight, so just hang on. But them lines, they help—they help me color what I could not have drawn on my own. They—they they help me to, uh, uh, you know, stay in places that I needed to be. And, and then, you know, they started introducing them. Uh, uh you know, you, you can draw your own lines by numbers. You know, one, two, three. You know, I've seen some people trying to stay in them lines, you know, going one, two, twenty, back to three, and you know they don't look like it wasn't supposed to. But if you stay, if you stay in order like it's supposed to, Sister Pink, you go to one, two, three, you go all the way around, you finally get to that last one, and, and you've created a line, and then you go in there and start coloring that, brother the donkey. Just 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 hear me for a second. We draw them lines and we we color inside the parameters but what was happening we was working with inside the creativity of somebody else See, the, the lines they, they're there for our comfort they're there for our security they're there to um, to, to try to get us to, to have a quality a skill that's something I didn't create on my own There, there's other times, though, that when there were no lines. And Brother Donnie, I remember taking art class in my freshman year of high school. I didn't do too good. If I can't write my name, I don't do too good, do good, do good drawing either. <laughs> but what I remember it doing was I remember a teacher asking us one time to to uh, draw a picture, just pick something, draw it. I remember. And I, I figured out that if I could look at something, even if I didn't have lines on the page, I could start uh, uh, pulling from somewhere else within my, my mindset and begin to pull something out of there. You see, uh, uh, we, when we have lines, and, and understand, I, I know it's going to sound contradictory, but let me I'll make sense of it here in a second. When we have these lines in our life, it, it seems like we have this... This safety zone, this crutch that we can lean on and, and depend on. And, and, and you know what? It, it is a, it is a, uh, uh, it kind of puts a, a, a task maybe on our, on our faith. And it, and it kind of sets us into a place that we depend on a crutch in our lives and depend on parameters on. And let me say it this way. In traditions. And we have lines, it, it, it takes us to a place that uh, uh, we, we do have faith in God, but it, 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 kind, of, it, it kind of messes with us sometimes. And, and it keeps us from coloring outside the lines in our life. I want to preach for just a few minutes here tonight on this thought. And I, I'll, I know I'm going to, It's going to be contradicted The way I started this sermon But I'll, I'll explain myself and then I'll talk for a few minutes We'll talk just a few minutes about this Coloring outside the lines Coloring outside the lines we got to understand that I'm not talking about Them lines I started preaching about tonight God has given us some lines And precepts And it's got to be precept upon precept It has to be line upon line Hallelujah. Brother Donnie, he's giving us some lines. I don't care how you cut it and how you do it. It is still wrong to kill. Thou shalt not kill. It is still wrong to steal. There is lines that you cannot break. Hallelujah. It is still wrong to commit adultery. And I don't care what this world may be telling us right now. Homosexuality is still sin. Adultery is still a sin. Fornication is still a sin. There is lines that's been established inside this word, Brother Donnie and there's no ways of getting around it. And I'm telling you, that is not what I'm preaching about tonight because there's lines and precepts. I'm thankful for some disciplines that God has put in my life, hallelujah, to keep me on the straight and narrow way. He's giving us some lines that's gonna make our lives last a little longer. He's giving us some lines, young people, that if you obey your mom and daddy, you're promised to live long upon them. Sir, he's given us some lives, brother. Brother Clint, and we'll live by them. Hallelujah! We're gonna have a good life, and a lot of good things are gonna to happen. To life. I am not preaching about that tonight. Understand that. I'm not preaching tonight about getting outside the lines of the word of God. Because I know we're living in a generation now right? that says, you just do your own thing. Do whatever you want to do. Just just a, a whatever it feels good, do it. Let me tell you what. That's why a lot of babies are born out of wedlock. That's why a lot of people get hooked on porn. That's why a lot of people go through alternate lifestyles. That's why a lot of people, uh, praise the Lord, all this crazy stuff that's going on in our generation. That's why I'm not talking about that tonight. So I have to establish that. I have to lay that down right now. But what I'm talking about is lines that we are... Uh as as humans have have allowed to be ingrained and put in our lives. I'm talking about lines that tell us that we can only go so far and do so much and you can't be anymore. I'm talking about the lines of somebody that was abused as a child and maybe you was molested as a young person and that them voices are still crying out to you and telling you that you'll never amount to anything and you'll never be any more than you'll ever be. I'm talking about the lines of a mama or a daddy that looked at you and said you're never be anything. You'll always be a nothing. I'm talking about the lines of peer pressure when you was growing up and you always felt the pressure of everybody else and you felt less than them and you felt like you would never be any more than anything. I'm talking about the lines of tradition, hallelujah, that this world is trying to put on us and tell us, hey, we're a new generation and you don't have to live that way no more. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Now, it is things that bombards our faith and it comes against our mind and tells us, you you have to fit, you have to conform to this world and be like this world if you're ever going to amount to anything. I'm not talking, I'm talking about going against that tonight. God is calling us to color outside the lines of this generation and go beyond what somebody in humanity is telling you. Somebody might be like telling you that you're nobody and you're nothing and you'll amount to nothing. But let me tell you what, this pastor's here tonight to tell you, it's time for you to get outside the line. Of humanity to get outside the lines of what you can think. My Bible still tells me that my God is they, they would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. Come on, let me tell you tonight. God wants us to go farther than where we are right now. We got we got a sense that living for God. We have to follow a certain established set of parameters and guidelines, and we do for the Word of God. But not according to traditions, not according to rituals. We're not always, for some reason, tradition sometimes it's we're not always happy with it, but nevertheless, we. We cling to it a lot, right? You see, we come to church and worship is a—it's a, a seem to be a known certain way that we got to pray. That's why in this new age of church, it, I don't know if you notice that we we see a a new age of new. If you notice, say the new songs, right? And then you got people talking about the old songs because we got we got a generation that says i can't worship with the new songs i can only worship for the old songs then we got some younger ones that come up and say i don't care nothing about the old songs just give me the new ones right and then we got churches now that's going with only two o'clock services and we've and, and we're, we're not there with that. And I don't know if we'll ever go to it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know we're in a very traditional area around here. But then it's like, we got to have Sunday school because Jesus went to Sunday school. And who did you say Sunday school? The L. in the 1800s. And I love Sunday school. But we get in this rut. We get in these places that uh, uh, of lines that humanity has created. And we only think that God can do so much in certain ways. You know what? We go to the house of God and think, you know, if if they would just sing this song tonight, I could worship. If if brother so-and-so was preaching tonight, I I could really get a hold of God and get a hold of what I really needed. If I can, you know what? I hope nobody's sitting in my pew because I I really can't get a hold of God if I can't sit in my pew. I hope nobody can on the altar and praise where I usually pray because if I I I can't get where I usually pray. I'm not sure I can worship God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. We, we get all this mindset inside of us. I hope it's not too hot in church tonight because I just can't worship God with it's there. I hope it's not too cold in there. I, I'll have to wrap up with a coat because I just can't worship God if it's that cold. I hope for the so-and-so ain't there because if they're there, they kill my nerves. Hallelujah. Or I hope sister so and so there because every time they're there, they give me that good warm Fuzzy feeling. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell this church tonight it's time for us to get outside the lines of humanity. It's time for us to start coloring outside the lines. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. You know as well as I do. When your baby comes home and they got a picture and they hand it to you and they got marks all over that thing, they got marks from the top to the bottom, the streets all over it, and they've been outside the lines to you. That is the most beautiful picture that they have ever been colored to you why? because they have been telling that to their mama and to their daddy hallelujah you're You're not worried about some set of standards that some man has said you're doing it for the love of their mama and their daddy and that's what we need to understand when we come to the house of God we need to understand that God going against the grain of the world, but we're right in the heartbeat of Jesus. Because I read the text tonight. And it was a long text, I understand that. But as Jesus stood up and he began to preach, he began to do the the Pharisees and the scribes and say, you know what why are you doing what you're doing because you're setting your ways you're setting your tradition and you're taking my word and you've turned it in tradition and you turn turned it in all these, all these rituals and you're taking me out of it and Jesus went against them hallelujah they constantly tried to seize him matter of fact the officials from the, uh, from the Jewish headquarters went to get Jesus and then that last verse that I read to us when he comes back and said why do you not got it they stood there and said because there's never been a man that's not outside the lines like Jesus did, that's not what he said there's never been a man that spoke like he did but you know what said, there's never been anybody that stepped outside of your lines that you created, and I just had to step back and say there's more to this, hallelujah, than what you want we need to step back and understand something you've been told all your life, hallelujah that you're a nothing and a nobody for this preacher come to tell you today hallelujah, God is not more for you God wants you to be more we will go right to this place tonight and thank you Talk, but let me tell you what's wrong with it. contest. I mean they get pumpkins, they just nurture that pumpkin and they do everything they can them pumpkins and they keep growing them until they're absolutely huge. I mean big pumpkins. But you, you know that you also can take a pumpkin and once it begins to grow, you can put it inside of a bottle of some sort and that pumpkin will grow until it comes to the shape of that bottle or that vessel or whatever you put it in and that's as big as it will ever grow. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? You've had somebody in humanity that's put you inside a box. And you know what? You feel like I can't grow beyond where I am right now because you're filling walls on the outside of it. But what somebody needs to do is you need to break some rules tonight. And you need to get outside them lines that your mama or your daddy had told you that you couldn't get out of. You need to get outside of the lines that that schoolmate so many years ago maybe even now is telling you that you're no better than that. And you need to get outside that line. Hallelujah. Oh, come on you hear me. I'm going to tell you what God has created us that we can do anything. If you want to play the piano, I'm convinced you can play the piano if you want to. If you want to play the drum, I'm convinced you can play the drum if you want to. I may not be the best drummer in the world, but I want to tell you what, I, I I can remember when we our drum player that was coming to the house of God many years ago in a little Star Bethlehem church, he got to pulling around and couldn't come to the house of God. And the drums sit up there and they sit there empty. And I, you know what? You may not believe it, or maybe you can I don't know. But I couldn't chew gum and clap my hands and try to sing together. I had no beat whatsoever in my body. It was hard for me to do any of that. I know somebody might like think, well, you're playing the piano, drums, and bass, so I understand all that. But when I was young, you know what? I I started praying. I said, God, help me play the drums. Help me to play the drums. I begin to seek God. I begin to sit behind every drummer and I begin to watch him play. I begin to pray and ask God to help me. And the next thing you know, Brother Donnie, I was on the drums and out of playing. And the next thing you know, I was a full time drummer at that church. I may not have the best skills, I may not have any of that, but among most all the drummers, I have one of the best beats ever because God gave it to me. It wasn't me, but God gave it to me. I remember seven years ago, going to, to uh, an uh, anniversary service there in, in, in Princeton, Kentucky. And Bethany's a, a piano teacher, it uh, was from that church, and she was there. And she played, and I put uh, played the piano or something other, and I played there with her. I didn't do nothing extravagant. And then after service, she'd come to me, and she said, I'm going to tell you what, you've got one of the most purest beats I've ever played with in my life. I may not be like an going to play What are you saying, brother, I'm simply saying this. I've seen something that somebody else might say you can't do. But I seen something I said, God, I want to do it. There is no limit to what you can do if it's important to what God, hallelujah. Even if God God didn't call me to be a drummer. But you know what? He knew my heart's desire that time. That that I wanted to play the drum. I don't care what you may think you are. God is ready for somebody in this church to get outside the line that you've you've been trapped in. He wants you to get out of that place and become more, hallelujah. Let me tell you what, everybody in this place, God's called you for greatness. But as long as you stay inside the line, That some of a man or woman has created. You might have a real pretty picture, but you don't have the picture that God has created you to have. God's called some of us in this place to be great and do great things. C.S. Lewis once said a familiar captivity is frequently more desirable than an unfamiliar freedom. I want to read that again because it's one awesome quote by C.S. Lewis. He said, A familiar captivity is frequently more desirable than an unfamiliar freedom. Wow. And as a church, come on, the church is held captive to the way we've always done it. Church, you know what's wrong with us? We started this church in a particular way, and it was 12 years ago. But let me tell you what: this world is not the same as it was 12 years ago, and we've got to get outside the lines of the way we've always done it. So we've got to get somebody, Hallelujah, to get out of the place that you are. Because let me tell you what happened: we're afraid that we're gonna make a mistake. We're afraid we're gonna get out of the lines and we're gonna mess up. But let me tell you what: coloring outside the lines is a messy job. <laughs> coloring outside the lines. Is to mix colors that don't seem to go together. Yeah. Yeah. Coloring outside the lines can create a picture that doesn't look like the original. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And the truth of the matter is it's a whole lot easier to color inside the lines because it's safer to stay inside the border and use colors that's familiar to us. Yeah. Jesus was safe. No, he, he crossed lines. Yes, he, did. he said, I must needs go through Samaria. Amen. Why? Because Samaria was the half-breeds. And the Jewish people didn't like half-breeds. And they thought they were better than them. But you know what he does? He crossed them lines. And he went met a woman at the well, hallelujah, and began to talk to her and say, hey, there's a well that runs deep. You need to draw out of me and not out of this well. I just living water inside of me. You know what? You don't find anywhere in the scripture that Jesus ever told the disciples that. know what the disciples, it looks like in the scriptures, the disciples had to get that from a Samaritan woman before they could ever write it down. Jesus crossed the lines I'm not talking about the lines of the word of God but I'm talking about the lines of, 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 of tradition and all this hallelujah and Jesus challenged the church hallelujah to think beyond the conventional life and go on beyond that to reach all kinds of people hallelujah to reach their full potential and heal I challenge you tonight somebody has told you you can only be so much but this man of God is standing here tonight amongst his one and with God and telling you God's not happy with what we got here. He wants more in this church. Hallelujah. He wants to get outside the line. We can it. The, oh, come on. We can make It's only going to be this or event, But God said no. We need to get outside the line." Hallelujah.
1: Yeah,
0: you know it's messy. I'm gonna tell you something. There's been no masterpiece that's ever been created without a mess. Amen. Some of the best meals I've ever eaten made a mess in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Ashley, I'm sorry, honey, but some of the best food I've ever eaten is when food has crossed each other and touched each other and (laughs) mixed. I love mashed potatoes But if you add gravy to it Amen Can I get an amen? amen Let me tell you folks We got to understand of the people are messy Life is messy Church is messy And what you and I need to learn to do Is we need to learn to use all the crayons Sister Lori, it's time for you to realize God gave you a whole box of crayons and you need to pull all of them crayons out of your life and start using your entire box that God's given you. It's hard. Oh, come on. I know it's hard to cross the lines, and you're thinking, oh, that's messing something up. But let me tell you what, Jesus messed your entire apple cart up when he started crossing all the lines. Hallelujah. But let me tell you what, brother, he created a church of the living God. He looked at Peter. He said, Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. People didn't understand how big and how much that comes past. But let me tell you what. In the book of Acts, when he was sitting there and God began to give him a dream, hallelujah, of all kinds of animals and him eating it, he backed up and said, oh. I've never eaten anything like that in my life. I'm not doing that. God gave me the dream three times and we're talking about the Jews again Hell, they're not supposed to have no dealings with the Samaritans and the Gentiles and you know, all that kind of stuff but all of a sudden here comes you know, oh come on here comes a man knocking on my door and the Lord said Peter go with them and doubt nothing you know, what was telling Brother Donnie, he said, Peter, I want you to go with these men and cross the line that you've been taught all your life that you're not supposed to cross. Not Hey, not the lines of the Word of God, but the lines of tradition of men. Cross them lines and see what happens. Hey, we're going to be thankful that Peter crossed that line because that's when the Gentiles were filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And let me tell you what, the big picture is God wants His church. Hallelujah. To paint His church with color there is out there. I know, Marion. It's not going to be diversity of people. But every Mexican person out there, Hispanic person in Marion, I want them. Every person that's a different color than me, I want them in the house of God. Every person that can't speak my language, I want them in the house of God. Every rich person, I want them here. Every poor person, I want them here. We need to be willing to get out of the line of what we think God wants to do. Hallelujah. When it's not God, it's the tradition of men. Listen, there's no crayon, there's no paintbrush, there's no marker, there's no watercolor, there's no pencil that God don't want to use.
1: Amen.
0: You've heard me preach about it. I believe it's the book of Second Kings, chapter four, when that woman, her husband had died, the prophet's wife had died, and he said uh, Elisha told her, said you go buy vessels abroad from everybody, no matter what size, no matter what color, don't don't worry about it. You get everything and you bring it in here. And you begin to pour that oil. And as long as she had a vessel in front of her, she kept pouring oil in it, Brother Donnie. But the minute the vessel stopped, guess what? The oil stopped pouring. And what's wrong with us tonight? We've been stuck in a certain spot. And we need to understand, we've got to get outside the lines that, that we feel like we're stuck in. And we've got to get out of our conventional mode. And we think, you know what? It might not just be knocking doors. and It might not just be pastor knocking doors. You might have to knock the door. You might have to give a Bible study. Don't step back there and say, I can't do it, you need to get out of I can't do it, and realize that you need to get out and cross the lines, hallelujah, and realize you can give a Bible study, you can knock a door, you can send somebody a message on Facebook, you can pick a phone up and call somebody and box them to the house of God, it ain't going to be pastor, it ain't going to be their outreach team, you need to get out of your life, you know what, you waiting for Bethany to get you going to the house of God, maybe you ought to get prayed up before you come to the house of God, step outside inside of your box and be ready for church, you get to the house of god Amen.
1: hallelujah but but it,
0: it's not gonna look like what i think it's supposed to look like really let's let God decide what it's was going to look like let's, let's let's get let's get outside the lines. let get outside the box of our limitations. I, I I heard something this week. Probably some of this stuff is, that's really sparked this. In some of the books I've been reading. That I heard somebody say this. You need to get outside your box into somebody else's. If the only place you ever pull from is inside of your box, you know what you're never going to have nothing but what you got. But if you can tap into another, you know what? If you're if you're struggling with something in your life, the best way to get over your struggles is to is to go help somebody else with your struggles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you Come on, folks! It's time for us to get outside the line. I, I think about this. I think about I think about David all of a sudden when when he went to get the ark. All of a sudden, David, he was just happy that the ark was coming back. Oh, come on, I preached about it many times. And you can probably preach this with me right now. But you know what? He was just happy all of a sudden David's like, here's the ark of God, here's the ark of God. Oh, you're the king, David. You've got to act all dignified, but oh no, not David. All of a sudden, something began to happen to him. You know what? He got outside the lights he started ripping off his priestly robe, and uh, just ripped down all, he didn't, the Bible said he, he, he took off his, you know what he wasn't, he wasn't getting naked, he was bringing himself down to which he was just like a peasant, just like everybody else getting outside the lines, everybody said is that David the king, what's he doing dressed like, he David said, I don't care what you think I'm just glad that the ark of the God is coming back, you know what, he upset even his own wife, hallelujah to the point she got upset about it but you know what, he said, I'm not worried about what you're saying, all I know is I'm gonna do something unconventional because the glory of God is here. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at John the Baptist. Here he comes. you hey, he the line. Repent. bunch of bikers. That's a, maybe that's what I need to get up here. Repeat, you bunch of vipers. We talked about repentance a little bit this morning. What do I got down here in your face? You bunch of vipers, you got to repeat what you do. you're doing. You're going to go to hell.
1: Oh,
0: you heard my feelings. Look we'll at your head in my yard. Hallelujah. Come on, talk about it a few times here later. I mean, I'm going to mess with you. you to that hair, right? Yeah, you don't to, you don't to Come on, if his hair is on fire, I bet he wouldn't care for me to cross the line. You know, not touching hair. If his, if his hair was on fire, he'd want me to put it out. Right? I mean, all dressed up nice and prim and all that, but all of a sudden, if your clothes are on fire, you're going to want me to do something, right? Amen. you don't want me to get outside the lines you know what's wrong with some folks in our church right here I'm talking about us right here in this building you're not desperate enough yet when you get desperate enough you'll cross lines you'll go you know what You'll, you'll be the Syrophoenician woman that knows that Jesus didn't come for you but that woman crossed the line and she went on in there for her baby girl and said, "I my girl needs a healing. Even when Jesus looked at her and basically called her a dog. You know what? She didn't stop her. She kept crossing the line and pushing him anyway. Hallelujah. Because she got what she needed. What about the woman with the issue of blood? She knew that she was uh, had blood on her and she wasn't supposed to be anywhere near anybody else. You know what she did? She crossed the line anyway. She got outside the line and it pressed and she pushed until she got to the place that God could do something with her what's wrong with somebody that woman had been in that place for 12 long years There that been people say you gotta do this men that all their traditions of you know what brother she said I know Jesus is here and I need to cross alive line because I've got to have my deliverance yeah. I a second we need some We need some heaters that will cross the line of nature. Come on. Jesus, is that you out there walking on the water? It's me. Boy, if it's you, bid me come out. What? I'm not supposed to walk on the water. water. What's wrong with some people here tonight? We're we're living on humanity thinking. God meant for you to get out of the boat. (laughs) What some of you, you've been in the boat too long. You need to get out of your boat. You need to realize that God wants you to walk on water. Hallelujah. God wants you to do great things. And you've been in this place too long. It's time for you to stretch yourself beyond where you are. I says, I can't do that. No, come on. We need to get that out of our mouth and get outside the line and let God do something great in your life. There is preachers in this place. There are Sunday school teachers in this place that's not taught yet. There is drummers that's not drummed yet. There is guitar players that's not playing yet. are bass players that have to play the bass shit. There is prayer warriors that think they can't pray. Hallelujah. There is evangelists that think they can't preach. But you hear me tonight, somebody needs to get out of your box. <laughs> hallelujah 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 oh, come on Samana lift your hands throw your hands there and all the Lord hallelujah hallelujah
1: hallelujah hallelujah I'll
0: get your brain just too close tonight. Look
1: around
0: you. Come on, I know you're but Open your eyes for a second. Won't you look around you? Look around you, man. If you're okay with this. You just stay in your box Because here's the truth of the matter church If this thing goes beyond where it is now It's not going to be because I get out of my lines And I get out of my box It's going to be because the individuals in this church Get out of their box And you start getting out of the lines And you color outside Not the lines of the word of God Not out of the lines Of, of, of the precepts of God when you start coloring outside the lines that this humanity is trying to tell you, and the truth of the matter is, you may think it's a voice from wherever, but no, it's not. It's a voice inside of you. You're all back. The revelation hit me or something. I believe this. I believe this is the truth. We, we read the scripture where it says, "A person will believe a lie and be damned." You ever read that scripture? what lie what lie are they believing who's telling the lie that's my question to you. is it the devil no i believe the lie that you will believe will be the lie that you tell yourself you'll tell yourself that this is the way it is and it's never going to get any better and it's never going to be any different it's as far as I can go. You ever notice the elephant and a circus? You ever notice the elephant and circus? How they got a little bitty rope and leads that elephant around. You ever notice that? Everybody be in the circus? You ever notice a little bitty rope? You know how massive an elephant is? You ever in the circus? You can look it up somewhere. We'll you ever see a little bitty rope? leading that big old elephant around. You ever think about maybe if that elephant wanted to, we could take that rope and sling that person all around. You know why how they do that? When they're a baby, they take a big shackle and they put it on that it the their feet. And as it grows, they make it, they just keep making that line smaller and smaller. you see, that, that elephant had come accustomed to that it could only go so far and never to And it always had it always has this mindset, brother, brother Donnie. As long as that's connected to my foot, I can't go no farther. And as it grows, it just turns into a little mirror. It's a massive element. If they wanted to, it can crush that person. In and that's what's wrong with the sister. Community. We have believed a lie for so long that we think I'll never be healed. What would have happened to that woman if she had loved for 12 years if she just stayed inside that line of tradition? I close with this tonight John chapter 6 and verse 5 when Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him he said to Philip when shall we buy bread that these may eat listen to what he says in verse 6 this he said to prove him prove who? Philip but he himself knew what he would do. Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Philip answered that said, 200 penny words of breads is not sufficient for them. That every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's and brother, uh, said to him, There's a lad here. He had five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they? Amongst so many. You know what's wrong with some of us in this place? You look around everything and you say, But what am I among so many? Jesus said, Just make them sit down. Now there was a great bunch of grass in that place, so the men sat down, a number about five thousand. Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed the disciples and the disciples of that were sent down, and likewise of the fish as much as they would. When they were filled, he said to the disciples, Gather up the fragments, never remain, let nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered together to fill 12 baskets with the fragments of five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Oh, we tell this story as a kid's story, and it's good. It makes good Sunday school material, but Sister Tinney, here's the thing. Every one of us is that little lad. That Jesus had had taught none of that. I don't know if this kid was around or one of the disciples. Andrew and may got it. I don't know. Maybe, I I don't always a vision that this young man come and found Andrew and say, maybe he heard or heard what was going on. And say, hey, I got some fish and loaves. You can have them. Come on, everyone in this building tonight, you can, can take this night and, and preach what I can't preach. But you've heard the story. And that little lad got right outside the lines of our thinking because he knew that when, if you put you get it out of lines and you put it in Jesus' hands,
1: there's
0: no telling what he can do. I want to push this church. To go beyond the lines tonight Of your humanity Go beyond the lines of your thinking Listen to me Don't say I'm too old Don't say I'm too young Brother Donnie, don't say I'm not a good enough healthy Don't say I've been too broken Don't say My childhood will prevent me from ever becoming what God wants me to be. It's time for some people in this place to shut the voice of your past. Shut the voice of your present. Only hear the voice of God. Hear Jesus as he crosses the line. Time after time, with the scriptures. he crossed the line of what tradition said. He crossed the line. I'm telling you, church, it's time for us to get outside the lines of our own thinking and realize that God's got more. God's got more for Harvest House. God's got more for you individually. God's got more. But the good told me while ago, and I believe it with all my heart. He said, I felt like something broke this morning in this service, and something prophetic is happening in this church. And I believe that. And we're going to have a revival in this place like we Never seen before, but you hear me and hear me well. It's only going to happen when somebody, hallelujah, gets outside the line out of your box, hallelujah, and you begin to break that box around you, and you get in a new place that God is calling you. Hallelujah. color outside the lounge. <laughs> Brother Harness, that picture won't look right. I promise you. If you'll bring that beautiful color picture, I can just envision some kid going up to mom and say, look mama, I used every crayon in the box use every crayon in the box. yeah Mama taking that picture and said, "That's the most beautiful picture I've ever seen." You watch what happens. I guarantee you, there's been more than one time, Brother David, that that Mama looked at that picture. That that Mama looked at the, looked at that uh, a child and said, "That is the most beautiful picture I've ever seen." And every time that baby brought a picture back, it got prettier and prettier and prettier. One day, that baby was was created in one of the most beautiful pictures that you've ever seen because there was somebody on the other side saying, "You can do it. You can do it." What's your view for me? It's beautiful. I close with this story that I heard this week. Heart-wrenching. wrenching Heartbreaking. This man had created a pretty good business. He died. The son that was coming in behind the dad, he, uh, mama expected him to take the business over. And all of a sudden, he wouldn't do it. Mom got upset. And he said, I just know I can't do it. I'm gonna do something else. I'm not taking this business over. Got upset to the point that they ended up going to some type of council or something. Maybe the preacher, I don't remember exactly how who it was he went to when well, they set him down and finally he said why won't you take this business over he said I'll tell you why because of my daddy pushed me so hard that never let me become what I needed to be he said what do you mean he said my daddy would get me out of the yard and he'd throw baseballs to me he said we're going to throw 10 baseballs and I want you to you catch all 10 of them he said, but he never let me ever catch that tenth one. Never. He said, every time I would catch, I would catch eight, I'd catch nine. When I got to that tenth one, my daddy would do everything he could to make sure i didn't catch that last one. And he said, now I'm not. Gonna raise my wife, or raise my kids, and have my wife. It to be in such an environment, even if you get created this, I do not want my family to be any part of something that's gonna limit somebody from becoming what they're supposed to be. You hear me tonight? We're serving a God that's not like that. I'm sorry if your mom or daddy told you you never amount anything. I'm sorry if he was in a relationship that that you felt like. Oh, I'm somebody told you you'd never be what you can be you're going to hear this pastor today tell you, through God you can be anything you want to be and God's calling some people out of this church to do some great things I, I feel it some of you sitting in this building right here God spoke to me about some things in you that I may tell you someday but I can't tell you right now because you need to get it for yourself he spoke to me about some things about me. But first you've got to be willing to get out of your box. Start taking a step. You really stand I'm challenging you. But Lord, how am I going to do this? You can hear me say this a lot lately. You're going to start right where you are. Let me give you some instructions. You know what you're going to start doing? You know what you do? I challenge you to do something I've Alright? I got a Walmart seven bucks. And I bought me some stuff to go with it. It's a simple notebook. You know what it is? I'm trying to get myself outside my box. I've got some general goals I'm writing down every morning. And I've got some spiritual growth goals I'm writing down every day. I ain't hit it all yet. If I ever do get that full list, Sister Penny, I'm going to add to it. Because I know I can't stop. Because uh-huh. they're not going to get my mindset outside the lines. Sister, Sister Lois would just get a mindset to think, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Who said? Mm-hmm. I read the scripture of Matthew a while With man, it's impossible but with God all things are possible what part of all do we not understand I don't care what your pedigree is, I don't care where you come from, God wants you to do something great, you are awesome and you can do it tonight if you just be willing to get outside the lines of humanity and step into the realm of what So come pray. I ask you to challenge yourself. Number one, we need to repent. We need, we need to repent this. We need to say, God, forgive me for not being a good spirit of my life. Forgive me for limiting you. Forgive me, God, for not believing that you would do what you said you'd do in the Word. Come on, let's ask him forgive us. And I want you to begin to challenge yourself. I want you to begin. Come on. I challenge you every day to start learning something new. I challenge you every day. Come on. Open up the dictionary and find a word you don't know what it means and look it up. Come on. Buy an instrument. Start practicing. Come on, pray. Seek God. Get outside the lines of what you think is comfortable and get into a place that's uncomfortable, but we'll never grow until we're uncomfortable.